0: Welcome everyone to the Grounded Podcast. Nipsey Hustle is going to bring us in just a little bit with grinding all my life. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, Sacrifice. hustle, paid the price. price. Want a slice? Got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. It's time to hit this rail we call life and grind it. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> <paid the> price. <laughs> Got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. I was born in a small town in West Tennessee in 1972. My real dad, who passed away from suicide, worked in a factory. When I was five years old, my mom remarried and my stepdad was an insurance adjuster. We always lived in town and the only animals I ever had were maybe like dogs, cats, and a fish here and there, and I think I had a hamster one time. Why am I telling you this? Because... John chapter 10, Jesus tells the listeners that he is the shepherd and his sheep know his voice and they follow him. And I'm just going to be completely honest here. I don't know anything about sheep and I'm not even going to pretend to, but the people that Jesus was talking to probably had a lot of experience with sheep, or at least they knew somebody in their family that did, and they would totally get what he's saying in John chapter 10 when he says, I'm the good shepherd and he starts talking about sheep. I've heard sermons on this passage, and I've preached a lot of sermons on it myself over the years. And I've studied some material about it, but I I don't have any firsthand experience when it comes to sheep, except I I did pet one once because I had a friend that raised some. But I'll do what I can with this passage in John chapter 10. And I want to read John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to them. He says, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely, and I will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose, Jesus says, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I remember a, a cartoon when I was a little kid called Bugs Bunny. And before the world got so soft and took the violence out of cartoons, and I mean, we knew it was cartoons and it wasn't real, but anyway, I remember watching a, a, a cartoon of Bugs Bunny where Wile E. Coyote dressed up as a sheep and he, he would try to steal a sheep to maybe eat it or whatever he's going to do with it. And there was this. Huge, gigantic sheep dog whose eyes you never saw because they were covered up by his hair. But it always came to the sheep's rescue and exposed Wally Coyote for what he was—a thief, a coyote. And the dog would beat him up, and he would, he would run away and 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 would try again later. But the same thing would happen. He would just get caught and get beat up or whatever. When people are doing something they know is wrong, that's what they do. They try to conceal what they're doing, which is why the thief and the robber come in to steal over the wall of the sheep pen. The sheep do not recognize them, and they get scared, and they run away. Or at least they try to get away. Stranger danger! But if someone isn't doing anything wrong, they don't have any reason to hide or be sneaky, right? And Jesus says the shepherd, the one who loves, the one who cares for, takes care of the sheep, he comes through the gate not over a wall not some sneaky way and when he calls out to the sheep they know his voice they don't run away because they know him they know the voice they recognize him and they come to him now i've seen this done by farmers not 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 by sheep farmers but other farmers who have who raise cattle they'll go to their field where the animals are and it becomes this routine the animals know his vehicle. Even our dogs know our, the sound of our vehicles. They know when we're pulling in the driveway, and they know it's us because they know the sound of our vehicle. But the farmer goes out and he sees, his, he pulls into his ranch or whatever into the field, and the animals know his vehicle. They know the sound, and, and they, they know that he, he always comes into a certain gate. And when he yells or whistles a certain way, they know it's him because they recognize his voice, and he, they know that he has food for them, and, and, and they'll come running. And it's a really cool thing to watch. And this is the picture Jesus wants his listeners to see. He is the shepherd. He loves. He cares for. He takes care of his sheep. His sheep hear his voice and they, they know it. And they come running for they know that they have something, that he has something for them. Something that will not harm them, but will help them to survive, to live. Think of it like this. When you come home to your family or your parents come home, what happens? They come to the front door, they come through the front door or the garage door if they park in the garage and they come inside and they speak and you immediately know who it is because you know their voice and everything is peaceful. Everything is great. However, if you're in your house and you hear glass break from a back door or a window or someone comes in a strange way, they don't come through the front door. You don't recognize the vehicle if they're in a vehicle and so you may ask who's there and more than likely you're not going to get a response you're not going to get an answer and it's it's frightening you start to panic there's fear there's not peace and this thief has snuck into your home and has come to do harm and so you run and you hide and maybe even try to fight back jesus says i am the shepherd and he he comes in the front door he comes through the gate if you will. And he when he speaks, the sheep know exactly who it is. It's Jesus. And there is peace. One thing I want to point out is that Jesus says the shepherd walks ahead of the sheep and they follow him. Anytime this gets out of order, there's going to be trouble for us because the shepherd goes before the sheep so that he can make sure the passage is safe. There's no danger. Or if there is danger, he can take care of it. And when a sheep gets out of order, you know, they stray from the flock, they tend to get into trouble and they'll start crying. They they holler out. And the shepherd has to leave the flock to rescue the one who has gotten into trouble. That's why the Bible says that Jesus left the 99 to go and find the one. He knew it was in trouble and he had to go help. And sometimes that sheep who strayed from the flock and got ahead of the shepherd, he dies. Something bad happens to him. The shepherd couldn't get in, get there in time to save it, and it perishes. And we see this every day. It happens all the time, including to myself. We don't have very much patience, and you know, God says to wait. And we don't like to wait. We, we, we live in a microwave society, man. We can nuke our food and have it in 30 seconds, piping hot. We got, we got. I remember growing up in in middle school when they had the old Apple computers with a big eight and a half inch floppy disk, and it took forever, and you couldn't do much on it. And now you got one the most powerful computer right there in the palm of your hand, and as soon as you touch a button on the thing, to touch the screen, it means instant. Everything's up there in an instant. You can you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you're a, whatever game you're playing, and it's just and the graphics are just amazing, and it's just instant, instant, instant. And God says, "Well, you know, you're gonna to have to wait a little while," and we don't. We don't like to wait, so we get what we do is, we get ahead of our shepherd, or, or we kind of stray off course. And before you know it, trouble comes, and we can't handle it, even though we think we can. We can't, and our lives ends up being in a complete mess. And then we're crying out for the shepherd to help us. And so that that's one thing that a lot of people do. They 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 really don't follow Jesus. They say they do, but, but and, and they're living their life their own way, and yet when they get in trouble, guess who they run to? The shepherd. Shepherd, come help me. I'm in trouble. You know, whatever a sheep sounds like. It's just so easy to do because we want to be in control, and we think that we can handle it, when in reality, we can't. Not without the shepherd. And if Jesus goes before us, then who can be against us? Listen to what Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 34. He says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. That's the shepherd. And he's pleading for us. He's sitting at the right hand of God, the place of power. Jesus says, all power and authority has been given unto me. And get this, our shepherd is watching over us. He goes before us to make sure that everything is okay, that our path is safe. But if we don't follow the shepherd and we get off the path, we're on our own. And we make a big mess of things and we get in trouble. It's just best to let the shepherd lead because he knows what's best. He knows what's best for you and for me. we got to trust him and he'll take care of any enemy that comes against us he promises to and his promises are yes and amen but like i said if if we're not following the shepherd we are on our own and we don't have his protection and that's not a good a, a good situation to be in i want to take a minute just to uh, talking about the good shepherd and jesus being the good shepherd i was reminded of psalm 23 when i was Preparing for this podcast. I just want to read that before we go to break. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me. By anointing my head with oil, my cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. We'll talk about that in just a second. Let's take a break. Wrist, wrist is danked. Twanked and danked. So Jesus tells us, I am the good shepherd. And I finished before the break reading Psalm 23 and I just want to break it down just for a minute and point out a few things. David says, "The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. As long as we have Jesus, we have everything we need. We should be content with him. Period." Then David says, "He lets me rest in green meadows." What's special about Green Meadows? There's plenty of food. There's a lot to eat. Green for a a, a sheep is, is great. It means it's plentiful. It's a feast, man. He lets me rest in where there's plenty of food. And everybody likes to eat. He leads me beside peaceful streams. One thing that I do know about a sheep is they will not drink from running water, like a rushing water, like a, a river that's just flowing really hard. They'll go find a, a a place in the water that's it's kind of stagnant, it, where it's peaceful, and they'll drink from that spot because they know with their with their wool, if they were to fall in that river that's rushing, that's going to soak them, soak them and weigh them down, and they're going to drown. So they they stay away from rushing water and david says in psalm 23 verse 2 not only does uh the shepherd the lord the shepherd not only does he let me uh rest in green meadows where there's plenty to eat but he leads me beside peaceful streams where i can drink so i got plenty of food and i can always get a drink he renews my strength don't we need that every day I mean, life is difficult. Where are we are going to find strength? In the shepherd. He guides me along right paths. He's going he, to, he, he guides, so he's leading and he's, <clears throat> we can trust Jesus on where he's going to take us. You can't say that about people. You, it, I mean, let's just be honest. It's hard to trust anybody these days. They will lead you down the wrong road and tell you the whole time, looking into your eye, that they're not. And so we need to be trusting the shepherd and letting the shepherd lead us because he's going to guide us along right paths. And those right paths, and this is what we want to do as Christians, is bringing honor to his name. And David says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. Why? Because the shepherd's close to us. He says, your rod and your staff, they protect me. They comfort me. It's comforting to know that we have a shepherd who has our best interest in mind, and he's going to keep us safe. And what if something does happen to us? If we take our last breath and our heartbeats for the last time, we get to go to be with God forever for eternity. So we haven't it made It's a win-win. But Jesus said that he is the good shepherd, and he comes through the gate and he protects. And David says about the shepherd here, He says the Lord is my shepherd and he says he is close beside me and his rod and his staff, it will protect me. It's going to comfort me. And then he says you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint me, my head, with oil and my cup overflows with blessings. That's just icing on the cake when it comes to serving the shepherd or following the shepherd, allowing him to guide us Our cup overflows with blessings, and he has unfailing love, and his unfailing love, David says, will pursue me all the days of my life. Not just a few days, all the days of my life. And David says, I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Let's get back to John 10. Two times in the following verses, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The first time he says it, when he says, I am the good shepherd, he says the good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. He says a hired hand runs away when danger comes because the sheep doesn't belong to the hired hand. He doesn't care. He only works for the money. And he's only worried about himself. And so the wolf attacks and Jesus says he scatters the flock and there's no protection. But the shepherd puts his life on the line. And Jesus explains this concept after he says... For the second time, I am the good shepherd. I I know my own sheep and they know me. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. We sometimes sing a song called King of My Heart. And in that song, it says, You are good, good, oh. And that, that is just the biggest understatement ever. He is more than good. But he is the good shepherd. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, the first part of that verse, Paul says, you have been bought with a price. What's the price? And who paid it? Well, the answer to that is the good shepherd, Jesus. He said he lays down his life for his sheep. And he paid our ransom when he willingly laid down his life and allowed himself to be nailed to the cross. In John chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus says, No one can take my life from me. Nobody nobody can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. For I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again. For this is what my Father has commanded. That's why it's so hysterical in a way when these people that we were reading about and studying about, they try to pick up stones to stone Jesus. He could utter one little old word or blink an eye and turn those people to, to dust if he wanted to. But he shows grace and mercy, and he doesn't do that. And he's trying to persuade them to become a sheep, that he can be their shepherd. And he has, just like he does with us, he is patient, he has long-suffering. And so he tries to persuade them, look, I, I am the good shepherd. I'm the one you've been looking for, the Messiah. And we'll get to that in just a minute. In John 19, verses 6-11, to it says, So when the chief priests... And the officers saw him. They cried out, saying, Crucify, crucify. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I don't find any guilt in him. the Jews answered, We have a law. And by that law, he ought to die. Talking about Jesus. He ought to die because he made himself out to be the Son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. And he entered to the praetorium again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? And Jesus didn't answer. So Pilate said to him, You do not speak to me? Don't you know who I am? I'm Pilate here. And he says, do you not know that I have the authority to release you and I have the authority to crucify you? And here's what Jesus says to Pilate. Pilate, you you don't know what you're talking about, dude. You would have no authority over me unless it had been given you from above. For this reason, he who delivered me to you has the greater sin. Jesus, the good shepherd, knew without him that the sheep were vulnerable to the enemy, and we didn't stand a chance. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 and 36, it says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. And when he saw the crowds, get this, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like a sheep without a shepherd. And that's the way we are when we don't have Jesus. We're confused and helpless. Look around, people. It's still true to this very day. And people will cling, to, they will cling to anything that will give them a glimmer of hope instead of turning to the Good Shepherd, who will lead them and protect them. And what we do is we take control, and we make just a huge mess out of everything. Instead of following the shepherd and being a sheep. Isaiah 53, 6 says, All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him, on Jesus, the sins of us all. Jesus, the good shepherd, said, I'll rescue you. I'll pay the price. And that price cost him his life, a horrible, painful, slow death on the cross. But even before he ever made it to the cross, he was beaten so bad that the prophet Isaiah said in chapter 52 of Isaiah that you wouldn't even recognize who Jesus was when you saw him. And most people would have died from the beating that he took and never made it to that cross. You were bought with a price, my friend. The Good Shepherd Jesus paid for your sin and my sin, and by offering his life as a sacrifice that our sins would be washed away and we could have a relationship with God the Father. He has reconciled us. He's made us friends again with God. Why don't you let go? I'll tell you, I'm just going to be brutally honest here. Your way sucks, man. It sucks. And you're making a mess out of your life if you're not following the shepherd. Why not follow Jesus, the good shepherd? He says in John 10, 16, we just read a few minutes ago, my purpose is to give you or my sheep a rich and satisfying life. John 10, 17 through 18, Jesus says, the father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I may take it up back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to. And I can also take it up again for this is what my father has commanded. So, friend, no matter what you've done, no matter what sin or sins you have committed, Jesus died for you. He willingly laid down his life so that you and me, we could have eternal life with God. No matter how you feel about yourself, you're worth it. Jesus said so, and he is at the gate calling your name. No matter what you've done, you're worth it. Are you going to listen and obey or are you going to just continue to be led astray by everything under the sun and doing your own thing? That's the enemy, my friend. The enemy is deceiving you and he he is leading you and he's leading you down the wrong path. And there's a price to pay for that if you stay on that path. You'll be joining him in hell sometime. Eternally separated from God with no hope. As of right now, you have hope. His name is Jesus, and He is the Good Shepherd. Are you going to choose to follow the Good Shepherd? And let me ask you this before we wrap this up. Were you following the Good Shepherd at one point, and for whatever reason you've done your own thing and went astray and you got in some trouble? Look, the Good Shepherd can forgive you, and He will be there for you. He's standing at the gate calling your name. Are you going to listen? Are you going to allow Jesus, the Good Shepherd, to be your God? If not, why not? Don't you want hope? Don't you want protection? Don't you want to be rich? Not rich with money, but living a great life because you know that your sins are forgiven and you have the protection of the shepherd, and you have the green pastures, the blessings that the shepherd's going to give you, can drink from uh, calm waters. Your needs of what Jesus is saying is going to be met because you follow me, and I'll make sure of it. Why not follow Jesus? Your way ain't working, man. Or, ma'am, give it up, and let Jesus be your guide a good shepherd. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Grind It podcast today. You can send any questions or comments to grinditpodcast at gmail.com Please join us next time, and when a challenge comes your way, just grind life. it. Been grinding all my life Sacrifice, Sacrifice. hustle, pay the price, price. want a slice, got the roll the dice, that's why, all my life I've been grinding all my life, Look. All my life